Welcome back to the Bromar Show. I am your host, Bromar. And if you notice that there has been a change in the quality of sound, that means that I got a new microphone. And it happens that we did have the budget to get a new microphone. Now, the previous one, which was a lavalier mic, was doing the job. But since I already have an audio processor here, I think it would be optimal to purchase a mic to connect to the audio processor. And which, I mean, it's pretty cool. I enjoy it. It starts to sound a little better now. And it's all thanks to you listening and tuning in to the show. So I'm very thankful for that. I'd like to thank you. And let's get started. The way that this episode is going to go is that I'm going to go ahead and talk about an artist, mention a random fact or a news story. And then I'll go ahead and mention and talk about a specific topic. It could be really random, honestly, but we'll go into the nitty gritty of it. And then another artist fact. And in between the artist facts and the topics, if you're listening through Anchor and have Spotify Premium or Apple Music linked up with Anchor, you'll be able to listen to the playlist I'll be posting in between those specific segments. So it ought to be really fun. And also, this final episode is going to be sponsorship free so yeah it's going to be topic artist fact song topic artist fact you know kind of you get the idea now coming up in just a couple minutes i will be talking about local natives and their recent single when i'm gonna lose you really good song so definitely stay tuned for that the first topic i actually want to talk about it is in regard to this comment i saw under a post I want to say it was a Matthew Hussey post, but I'm not 100% sure. I like stalking Matthew Hussey's page because I know the comment section are usually from, well, this is generally speaking, but let's just say these women had made terrible choices in their dating lives and refuse to take accountability for it. Now, I'm not trying to say that guys are perfect or good in every way, no. We honestly are the bottom of the floor scumbags. And funny part about that is there's plenty of women out there that love us for the scumbags that we are. Therefore, explaining why women are still in relationships where the guy is still cheating and is being manipulative or is being irresponsible, unreliable. You get the idea. So essentially what this comment was saying, or at least this lady had to say, in this post was that apparently guys only go for these chicks with fake boobs and plastic surgeries and that's why they get burned in which i mean she's not wrong but the way i think about this is that you know girls like that i don't see them as relationship material but i see them as more like a friends with benefits or just a smash and dash in which to a lot of you women out there that are looking for something more serious and meaningful Well, we're sort of doing you a favor by going after these chicks with plastic surgeries. Because first of all, that just tells you how superficial we are and that we are not a very good partner for you in the long term. Along with that, most of these women that she despises, and all the ones with fake tits and plastic surgeries, we're kind of giving them what they deserve. You know, it's like, well, this chick's being a total bitch and a hoe. So it would be reasonable if some guy just smashed and dashed her. (laughs) Gosh, I sound so horrible for that. (laughs) 
Essentially, what I'm trying to say is, is that these guys that are going for those type of women, some of them know exactly what they're doing. Some of them don't. But whole point is, is that you shouldn't really worry too much about them because that just means they're not even healthy for you in the first place. Again, they're looking for the most superficial reasons why they want to be in a relationship or want to be with this person or even want to do anything with this person. So don't fret too much about it. And that's pretty much all I have to say about that. So now we are going to mention the first artist fact here. So when I first heard this song, I honestly thought it was Hootie and the Blowfish. Because what I noticed with the bands that I have listened throughout the years, it's like they have to evolve. Like they have a certain style and then from there they're just like, you know what, let's just show our fans that we grew and we're different now. That we've grown out of that emo stage. I thought that this song, When Am I Gonna Lose You, was by Hootie and the Blowfish. Because it was something like, oh, you know, they haven't really done a lot in a while. This is kind of like, hey, look, we're back and we're here with something fresh. It was like something new, something fresh, nothing that has been ever heard in the entire lifespan of the band. Ends up, it was local natives. And, I mean, I fell in love with this song. I love it. <laughs> it's awesome. And... According to Consequence of Sound, local natives have 25 different tracks for this song before it first released as a single. In which, if you notice, at least this is what I've noticed, I listened through it, and you can tell that that hard work paid off. That 25 different cuts of that song paid off really well. So yeah, it reached number 27 on Billboard's Rock Songs chart. Number 16 on alternative songs and got all the way to number 5 on the triple A chart. So yeah, those 25 different cuts of that song paid off for them. And you can actually tell, at least I can. Coming up, we are going to talk about Blink-182 or Blink-182, however you want to pronounce it. I do remember at some point this was actually a thing where people fought. Well, not physically, but there was a whole discussion and argument about how People were saying it wrong the whole time or they're like, oh, no, that's just fake news. All that's mess. Yada, yada, yada. But I'm not going to talk necessarily about that coming up, but I will discuss more into detail about a song they released and it has to do with their manager. Let's just put it that way. The end of the year is approaching and YouTube, like every year, releases their YouTube Rewind. And they released the 2019 version of this. Last year's was just awful. It just showed that it was not about the creators anymore. And this might show, once again, that it's not about the creators anymore. And now, it seems like they played safe this time. Last time, they went cringy with Baby Shark and some other mess. Uh, it's it, it was really weird. I didn't like it. It went worse downhill when they put Baby Shark in there. This year, they just... It just looks lazy. Like, they didn't do anything. and But at the same time, they were trying to be a little bit on the safe side here. So, I guess that was a bit strategic. But I, we'll, we'll look at the like-to-dislike ratio. Right now, the dislike ratio is owning the like ratio. So, I, I don't know about that. Maybe it shows that there was no improvement right there. I don't even know why I said maybe. That's guaranteed no improvement was done there. I hope Dull and Dark releases a 2019 version of his own youtube rewind so at least i'm looking forward to that <laughs> but yeah honestly it, it looks like 
it's not about the creators anymore. Not about content creators no more. It's just a business for ad revenue, and which, I mean, I understand. Businesses have to do that, and it looks like they have to adapt. And the same thing with the YouTube community. So I feel like now, it, at least from what I'm speaking from, it seems to me that it is a little bit harder to start on YouTube now because now you have videos that can get claimed and demonetization. Of course, that's all part of YouTube, but it's like you want to minimize that as much as possible. So it's best to come up with a plan before just going full on in there. At least that's my opinion. And I mean, I thought about doing YouTube at some point, but haven't really found myself. So Rock Sound was doing a bit from 4Track History. This was season 4, episode 6, in which they had Blink-182 in, or Blink-182, however you want to pronounce it. There was legit an argument about this at some point, about how to pronounce this, and that apparently people were pronouncing it wrong the whole time. But anyway, Mark Hopus and Matt Skiba talked through some of the classic Blink-182 tracks, and one of them include The Rock Show, in which... In the video, he mentions that they created this song. They put their sweat and tears, their blood, sweat, and tears. And they showed this to their manager. They demoed it. And the manager was like, hmm, cool. Like, wasn't really impressed by it. And this is just me paraphrasing. So you can actually watch the entire thing over at Rock Sound. The manager was like, oh, you know, it's not the happy summer type feel that it was back then and so in revenge or in anger to the manager's response they released the rock show there's other tracks that they discuss here so for the full you can go ahead and visit rock sound for more info even though this show sometimes makes very insensitive comments this show tries to be as inclusive as it could and so we're going to talk about a very strong female role model coming up here in just a couple minutes. All right, so I have a lot of responses here in so many different topics that have been released in the Burmar show. So I'm just going to read through here and I mean the order that show up here in my Instagram inbox. So you have Al here who said Oh goodness, this is this is not right, man. <laughs> It's not right, but he is responding to Victoria's Secret hiring a transgender model and also in response to Victoria's Secret canceling the runway show. Explains that, well, trans women can be a lot like magic tricks. We've seen the magic and wonders that these plastic surgeon doctors have done, and we're impressed by them. But everything goes downhill once you put a dick in it. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, <laughs> that's not right, man. And I shouldn't be laughing at that. That's so wrong. <laughs> God. But, I mean, I did mention that in, of course, the previous episode. That the target demographic for the runway show is straight men. And, of course, straight men are not attracted to other men and so that's why they stopped watching it because they did not want to risk the chance of seeing that runway model but I don't think the transgender runway model was even scheduled to be in the show which that's the odd part but 
It's mostly because of all the backlash, honestly. And of course, you have Stacy here commenting and said, honestly, Victoria's Secret just screw themselves over with all the backlash and all these events and reckless decisions they have done from being tied to Epstein and saying inconsiderate things about transgender people and plus size models. Along with that, no variety for other body types in regards to their lingerie. Just a pile of reckless decisions. Makes sense. The next one here is talking about legalizing prostitution. It says yes, that with legalizing prostitution, it does reduce the risk of human trafficking and gives more empowerment to women when it comes to their sexuality. Interesting take. You have Eugene here saying that if they legalize prostitution, that means that all these cam girls and Twitter thoughts are going to straight up monopolize the service. They're going to skyrocket their prices even more, making it damn near impossible to pay for sex, which honestly, I, I wouldn't know. Like, I mean, I'll have to go to Vegas and experience that whole thing because I know it's legal there. Of course, there's still some looking into that. Lots of things to consider. Still continuing with the topic responses for what if prostitution was legalized. Demetria here says, you know, that's one thing that hasn't been put into consideration, and that is healthcare. Since the U.S. is already struggling with coming up with an Affordable Health Care Act, it would be something that should be put into consideration in regards to the health of the sex workers. I mean, honestly, I kind of had to think about that, too. <laughs> you have Ron here responding to the Green Day fake conspiracy I made up, and it said, bruh. I think Brain Stew was released at a different time than Wake Me Up When September Ends. So that fake conspiracy is flawed. <laughs> I mean, it's a fake conspiracy for a reason. Because it's not really a conspiracy. I just made that shit up. I don't know if he, if he got that. But I think he was just being hilarious. Has a laughing emoji in there. So, Alanis Morissette announced a 2020 tour to celebrate the 25th anniversary of her hit album Jagged Little Pill and I believe it was one of the first albums to be ever featured worldwide. The first two were exclusive to Canada but this one's the one that really blew up and is iconic and yeah she announced a tour here coming up this year and the best part about this is that it takes place in a state I am currently living in and that is Indiana. Uh, more specifically in Noblesville. I live in the indie metro area so it's gonna be a little bit of a well i don't know 26 minutes is kind of like eh, an inconvenient drive it's not really that far but it's like yeah i don't know if i really want to go there but since this is alanis morissette those 26 minutes are nothing compared to the people that have to travel across the world just to see her and all this mess grateful that she is coming here and that it is going to take a 26 minute drive for me to get there. I haven't bought tickets yet, but I should definitely buy them soon. Otherwise, I am going to miss out on a really good show. You can go to Vivid Seats for more information about the tour and other tour dates and locations. Just a heads up if you don't live in the indie area and if you need to catch a concert somewhere near you. Coming up next, we're going to jump into this realm of really unique and interesting artists that, well, by listening to them or at least watching some of their documentaries or videos, 
you get the vibe that this person is odd or weird or just kind of like its own thing, you know? Jumping into the SoundCloud and rap category, you're going to understand exactly what I'm talking about. So, I'm pretty sure you heard about this, but there is a gaming company that released a Jesus video game. No, not Kanye West Jesus, but like actual your homeboy Jesus Christ video game. Like, it's... <laughs> I, I really have no words because on one hand, it could be used for educational purposes and will try to be as accurate as possible. But at the same time, it could be for entertainment. I like it's something just does not seem right with this. It doesn't sit right. And the funny part about it is, is it happens to be announced around Christmas, close to Christmas, in which that's... <laughs> Honestly, I'm really curious to try out the game just to see what it's like. But at the same time, I feel like Jesus might strike me with lightning anytime just for doing that. I really don't know what the mechanics or the storyline is going to be. Well, I mean, pretty sure based off the Bible, duh. But, like, are they going to do some tweaks to it? Is there is there going to be, like, a sequel? I, I, I can't really tell you exactly how I feel about this because I'm just lost in words that this now is a thing. Oh, man. Um, gosh. Yeah, I really can't talk too much about this, honestly. It's kind of, like, no words. Now, coming up next, this guy... Apparently, he's known to be an atheist, so I'm pretty sure he would be comfortable testing out this Jesus video game. But he is notorious for not only his style and sense of music, but for just the personality he gives off. I have a really interesting article in which I am not sure if no homo would save him from that. <laughs> You're going to love this. So, according to Capital Extra, Tyler the Creator admits that he likes girls. He just ends up fucking their brother every time. <laughs> Gosh. I freaking love Tyler the Creator, man. This, he's one funny-ass dude. Like, if you've seen Lord of Squad, it is some funny-ass shit. So, your boy Tyler here has been faced with rumors about his sexuality. It was for a long time now. And he made various references to homosexual encounters in a lot of songs. And that's how the talk about that subject sparked around. <laughs> and below that, there is a story that says Jaden Smith confirms rumors he dated Tyler the Creator. In which, this was a long time ago that this happened. <laughs> And there's a lot of tweets just asking if Tyler the Creator is really gay. And do y'all think Tyler the Creator's original fan base still thinks he's playing about being gay? <laughs> we'll go ahead and throw in. So yeah, man, Tyler the Creator, that guy, he's he's definitely a character. I still I still love this dude, man. He's he's fucking hilarious. So coming up next, I am going to talk about my personal revolutionary iconic artist in which I believe has changed the music industry even though his life was very short-lived along with our recent one Juice World. 
and both lives were claimed because of drug overdoses. So continuing on with the responses from some of the topics I have released this season, you have Jake here stating that these Vice article headlines are getting wilder and wilder every time. It's like there is a Vice article generator because there's no way that these journalists are taking these stories seriously. I mean, this perhaps is a new evolution of journalism or devolution. I don't know however you want to call it. Oh, you know what? That gave me an idea. We should do some journalist story about how there is this possible like vice article headline generator or this article headline generator in which generates the most obnoxious article headline and have to pretend to take it seriously and the reason people do this is so they could entertain and rile up people in their feelings you know i should probably do a journalist story about that i mean that's some grade a journalism right there am i right am i right tyler here states that it'll be really cool if i knew what type of cheese i was depending on what type of period i am in that specific month <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> oh some of these responses are hilarious Jordan here states that there's no doubt that Skate 4 is in Area 51. We have to raid that place again. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. That's hilarious. D'Angelo says that Tupac is definitely in Area 51. Now that I think about it, maybe even Bob Marley's there too. I'm hoping Little Peep there's also. I'm hoping Little Peep is there also. Rest in peace, by the way. Speaking of Little Peep, um... I actually am going to mention him here. So, earlier in November, Little Peep released... Well, I mean, Little Peep's dead. Rest in peace. But Everybody's Everything was released. It's a two-hour documentary, basically about Little Peep. And, of course, on IMBD, the description of that movie is creating a unique mix of punk, emo, and trap, Little Peep is set to bring a new musical genre to the mainstream when he dies of a drug overdose at just 21 years old. And which that's one reason why I think he is revolutionary, regardless of people talking shit about him and all that mess. I believe that he is a very revolutionary artist. So this one scored a 6.7 out of 10 on the IMBD scale, 71% on the Metacritic, and 100% Rotten Tomatoes. And according to the Google users, 98% liked this movie, in which I think that's really interesting that there's people out here that really enjoyed the movie. I mean, it's a little bit above average, 6.7. I personally think that's good. So opening weekend, it generated $60,000. So cumulative worldwide will be 650000 in which I guess it's fair since it's not necessarily a worldwide thing it's just in the u.s so i mean it's a documentary also so it's not like you know they were trying to completely monetize the thing and they didn't really put a lot of um promotions for it it was just mostly i saw online on social media and maybe even youtube so yeah i'm telling you this this guy was definitely revolutionary and this month another one of our well-known revolutionary artists here uh, that's again suggestively. Juice World passed away due to a seizure. 
rest in peace. A lot of details are actually starting to arise. Apparently they found a lot of drugs in his private jet plane. And yeah, there's still still more details coming out. Probably should mention here, I think Juice World is a little bit more mainstream than Little Peep since, you know, you had Lucid Dreams, which did chart and top 40 radio stations. I mean, Little Peep did too, but I think it was just only one song. This marks the end of season one for The Bromar Show. Again, I would like to thank you for listening and tuning in all throughout the season. Make sure to have a wonderful Christmas, happy holidays, and a new year. And, well, season two, maybe I should make it about that. (laughs) Some things to think about when going into the new year because, you know, a lot of us don't um, keep up with that, so... Thanks again for tuning in, and again, if you like to go ahead and re-listen to some of the previous episodes I have released, you can go back and listen to them on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, whatever platform you are using. So thank you for listening, and until next season.